The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Six Podcasts, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Wilberton. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, September the 6th. If you are watching, if you're, listen, if you're listening or watching to the podcast, because this is a mailbag show, and we will be answering some questions from our mailbag. Thank you. Um, I, I thought I went blind. I was like, where did Wilson go? He's not here yeah, anymore. Wilson is running to tinkle because he can't hold it. He can't hold it for more than like 30 minutes. It's kind of amazing. Um, tinkle. <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, anyway, joining me, John Breach and shortly Ryan Wilson. If you're watching the podcast on YouTube, you just went forward in time to Wednesday and then back in time is now Tuesday. So it's like a brief is just a brief little jaunt into uh, forward into time, if you're into that sort of thing. I'm also doing a fantasy draft while like while this is going on. It's very it's like a standard one. It's very difficult. Wait, you are trying to do a fantasy draft while you host the podcast? I, I've been doing a fantasy draft for the last like quite like the last thirty minutes. My God, Brenton, it's very difficult. Um. I have to decide who do I want to pick between Hunter Renfro, George Pickens, Renfro. You think so? Chase Claypool still out there? Renfro. Renfro? Do you you want Mitchell Trubisky throwing your guy passes or do you want Derek Carr? Renfro or George Pickens, Wilson? Renfro all day. Okay. All day. I can also get Melvin Gordon, Naheem Hines, Damian Harris are available. What to do? What to do? I have to wait for Prisco on every single pick, too. It's very annoying. Oh, I thought this was a mailback question. <laughs> no, just we're waiting back for you to get back to the mailback question. No, I'm I'm still, I'm, well, Breach, I'm doing a live, uh, an annoying live. I'm defending my championship right now, and it's not going well. I don't think I don't think my team's very good. Do we hear what my team All is? Right. Yeah, go ahead. Then I'll read a Would You Rather. We'll get going. All right. 
Trey Lance at quarterback, Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Pittman, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, and Kyle Pitts. Actually, the team's kind of loaded, didn't it? Yeah, it feels, feels oh, pretty good on paper. Two pickings. I guess I'll take Renfro here. Yeah, I'll take. I mean, you just don't know with that. Oh, Renfro, oh. Chase Claypool, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, Renfro. I mean, Renfro's kind of like the last option here. Man, yep, Renfro. Shoes drop off quick. All right. Uh, once you do a would you rather while I figure out who I'm going to take on this turn. All right. So I'll have to read this a couple times because Brinson won't be paying attention to Breach. Right. You and Debo can listen to this. Debo's younger. So Already perhaps, listening. Perhaps his answer will change. If your life depended on victory, you have to run a 100-yard race against either a sixth grader or against your own 11-year-old dog. You'll have to borrow someone's dog. Breach, but my dog at 13, his two back legs don't work, so I actually would beat him. I don't know if I would have beaten him at 11 when he was 11. And a sixth grader, that's 11 to 12 years old. And depending on which sixth grader you get, you might get absolutely smoked. So I don't know which – what do you want to say, like a, an above-average athletic sixth grader, average athletic sixth grader? What do you want to say? I would pick a sixth grader. So what kind of dog? Av- I don't have a dog, so I don't. Know, I don't know about dog speed. Dog speed is for real. Eleven-year-old dog speed, depending on the dog. Like I don't know if it's a big dog or a small dog. Like Brent, Brinson has a little tiny dog. I had. A, I have a yellow lab. <laughs> I, I did actually didn't hear it the first time. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think you would. So if your life depended on victory, you have to run a hundred-yard race against either a sixth grader or against your own eleven-yard dog. So can you outrun George now? Uh, in a straight race, maybe not. No, hundred hundred yards. No, 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 no. How old is George? Uh, four. But he's like, oh, he's young. He's, if you, well, I mean, you're assuming like he's like chasing a tennis ball hundred yards. He's going to run max out for a hundred yards. He is going to absolutely smoke me. Yeah, I didn't realize he was that young. He's a king, George. So he's a tiny dog. Yeah. I was telling Breach, my dog's thirteen. He has two working legs now, but he's eleven. He probably would beat me over a hundred yards. But a sixth grader, like sixth graders are insanely, there's some good athletic sixth graders. Now, if you're getting a, a, a one that plays video games all the time, maybe that's a better chance. So I don't know. I need more details here. But sixth grader. I, in I, general. I the, answer, the answer is a sixth grader just because like a sixth grader, I mean, you're not winning either one of them. That's a, that's a concern. <laughs> I think you got a better chance of beating a sixth grader, like a random sixth grader, than beating like a random. Now, if you get an old dog, obviously it's over. Well, all the dogs are 11. But if you get a not in good shape 11-year-old dog. But like, what yeah. is a dog's top speed? Well, I mean, like a, a German Shepherd can get go thirty miles an hour. Well, right, and you have you've grown up with labs your whole life. I, I could outrun my yellow lab when he was little for from age eight weeks to age twelve weeks, and after that, it was over. I could not run him anymore. And that All was right. thirty slowest dog breeds in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is where we are now. Also, look up the thirty slowest sixth graders, and we'll compare. All right, let's see. There, I think the King Charles Cavalier is on the slowest dog list. My God. Um, yeah, but he's still a dog. It's the point. All right, so the English the English Mastiff is the slowest, is the number one ranked slow dog on this list. Top speed, 12 miles an hour. And they're enormous. A sixth grader is not running 12 miles an hour. Think, think about it. You're on the treadmill, and, you're, and you put the treadmill on 10. That's 10 miles an hour. And you're like, you feel like you're about to go flying off if you're in good shape. No. So uh, I think you're a little wrong there. Like I, okay. I know what uh, I'm a big tread. Well, go guy. ahead. Let Debo. What, what do you uh, say? He was about to shut Brenton down here. I mean, Brenton. just like t- top speed for like Olympic sprint. Like they'll hit 24 miles per hour. But like even as as much as I want to just crush Brenton for not running a, a sub five uh, five forty. Like he could hit 
14 miles an hour right now. Yeah. I I could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was saying like, like if you're, if you're running I mean, 10 miles an hour is like a dead, like, like I've done that on a, Oh, sorry. I just bit my, mm-hmm. I mean like you can run 10 miles an hour as an adult. Uh, and like I'm looking at this, a, the maximum speed attained by 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year olds were like, um, it's in meters per second. Oh, God. <laughs> I started to do the conversion. Oh, that's so slow. At age 13, you can reach a top speed of 22 miles, an hour, miles per hour. If that's what, like, I, I think there's a fine line between like sixth grader and eighth grader. Like, I, yeah. I say that like for, for basketball as well. Like, I think right. I could beat most sixth graders in basketball. They would. Eighth graders, me. eighth graders, you're starting to get smoked by a bunch it's, of. It's a different story. Yeah, I'm smoking all sixth graders in 100 yards. Like, if, if I'm lucky with the, the draw, the, there's 2% that can beat me in a race in 100 yards, but there's. Yeah. No, that sounds right. 60 per, or no, like 80% of dogs, I feel like 11 year old dogs. Oh, I think it's like, I mean, like, I think 95 year old dogs is a whole different ball game, though. But it, I mean, it depends. Like, my, my dog two years ago was in much better shape than now. He, I think he beats me, but I think I beat, he beats me more often than I beat the sixth grader. Like, I'm more frequently beating the sixth grader, I feel like. And a lot of like, I, I'm, I would much rather race of a random sixth grader. Like you just, yeah, I agree. You, you get a thousand sixth graders and a thousand dogs, and it's just like they're just ra- completely, totally randomly selected. And you pull. I think you have a much better chance of beating the random sixth grader than the random. That's dog. right. I, I think uh, based on my son who's fifteen and his buddies, most of them hadn't hit puberty by age twelve, sixth grade. They were most. They're all still little, and they're all now. Most of them are taller than me, and obviously faster and stronger than I am. And you also might in sixth grade, you like kind of you know you're hitting these growth spurts where you're like like you could be awkward, you know, like you could be like, like there's just not a ton of like super athletic sixth graders. There's a what about of- you're racing a sixth grader, but the last twenty yards you have to run backwards. Oh, you probably losing. He's probably beating me then. Yeah, last ten yards. I'm just trying to change it up. I feel like we're all pretty confident we could be the sixth grader. I'm not confident I mean, we can, but I think we all agree that we think we can. That's true. Uh, but, but I think Brinson's. Oh, here you go. Molly, uh, the, Molly P's in the chat. She has a 10, a 12, and a 17 year old. She's a true Debo. My 10 oh, year old, yeah. I could outrun no problem. The 12 year old would be harder. 17 year old smoked me in a race, and I'm a runner. Oh, so, so like, yeah. that's the big, that's a huge, just a yeah. six to eight, six to. Uh, 10 to 12 to 17 is just a massive like jump in athletic skill set and sort of you you become now, like, you become comfortable in your body. I have a 10 year old as well and to Breach's point and to your point actually Brinson he is tall and gangly and clumsy I could run 100 yards backwards Breach and beat him easily like they wouldn't even be close he'd fall down three times. Can you imagine one of us 10. showing up to an elementary school and be like hey do you have any 6th graders we can race? <laughs> I mean that's what happened when I ran that 40. We showed up to like this this high school with like oh, I'm going to win a mustache and like a club trail shirt and short running shorts and like, Hey, ran, ran an eight second 40. Like, we remember uh, I ran what an eight second 40. We all remember the story. You're so jealous of my time. All right. That's, that's the, would you rather that's not a terrible one. That's a pretty good one. That Do, doesn't come close to the one that the Falcons stole, <laughs> but not bad. Hey, all right. The Falcons, well, the Falcons gave us all the credit they needed to give. The Falcons borrowed from Brinson who came up with it. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say? Wilson clearly, of course. All right, what are the questions? Debo said we're, we're, this is going to be a tight podcast. Let's yeah, make sure. it tight. Real tight. This is the final preseason mailbag. Sad. Kitten Romney asked at Kitten Romney on Twitter, what is the Bears ceiling this season if Justin Fields is actually awesome? Oh, Related, just how dumb is Brinson's theory that somehow <laughs> Eberfluss wants to tank for another quarterback just to get another rookie quarterback to start in year two and face a win or else year three? Um, first of all, that's not my theory. 
It is, but it is one that you say every year. So it is incredibly stupid. You're not even, it's not even original. Whose theory is it? Every what? year you say so and so's tanking for this quarterback. I suggested, no, I suggested that the Bears might not like Justin Fields and might be that's, fine if their team stinks this year. That's, that's all I said. That's a, that's a close derivative to what the questioner was asking. And I'll, I equally, said, I said some people, I, I didn't even say I think that. I said some people are wondering. Oh, people are saying you're that guy? No, is it? <laughs> Unnecessary. Um, people are asking, is it possible that the Who Bears stop it? Go ahead. Bears new regime doesn't buy in on Justin Justin Fields and wants to, you know, move in a different direction. Like, is that possible? I, I suppose I, I, I but posit that yes, it is possible. Doug might feel that way about Trevor Lawrence, but it feels awfully premature to, to be talking about that right now. Oh, let me put the question to you this way. I don't I'll ask Breach because he's less crazy than you. Breach, is it more likely that the Bears are awesome this year or that they move on from Justin Fields at the end of the season? Wait, what? Is it more likely, based on Kit and Romney's question, that well, the Bears more likely. Bears are awesome this year, as Romney's asking, or that they end up moving on from Justin Fields, which is what... Well, if Justin talking. Fields is awesome... Uh, because the question is asking how good could their record be if Fields is awesome. And I'm I feel like make a choice. Well, right. I feel like they're I don't think they're gonna have a winning record. So but I also don't think they're gonna replace him. They're not <laughs> this isn't a Josh Rosen situation. They've put absolutely nothing around Justin Fields. So you're, if they you were going full on spanky McWagner McGuff this this No, today. I mean there's the question doesn't make sense. Of course it does. All right, let's see. So you're saying my theory doesn't make sense or the question doesn't make sense. My question. question makes plenty of sense. My question, I'll ask you then, Brinson. I was trying to give Breach the benefit of the doubt and blew up my face. Would you rather, uh, more likely to happen that the Bears are awesome or that Justin Fields, the team looks to move on from him after the end of the season? I think it's more likely that the, they would move on. That seems like a pretty straightforward question. I'm not sure what Breach is confused about. No matter what I mean, your answer is. Well, I, mean, I think it's more likely that they'd be awesome. That question. What is the Bears' ceiling if Justin Fields is awesome? I, I don't think it's, it's not 10. No. It's like seven or eight. So they play, they open with the 49ers. I'll go through their they have a their, really easy schedule. And if, if he's, if he's awesome, if he is uh, just, is it easy though? Yeah. I think it's like really easy. Right. Breach. Well, they play the AFC East. The Bears? They open up with the 49ers and Packers. Yeah. They play the AFC East. Well, I mean, it's not their whole schedule. They're going to play the Packers twice. Well, I'm yeah. just saying they might start. Oh, and two. Right. I mean, I'm not suggesting they're going to win the Super Bowl. And they play the NFC East. I think. Yeah, the NFCs. They play the NFC, the AFC East. Pretty easy schedule. Uh, well, they finish with the Eagles, Bills, Lions, and Vikings. I, I mean, that's that feels right. like maybe one win there. Okay, let's say that Justin Fields is what is what is awesome, Justin Fields. Like what? Like what is what is he? What does that look like? Is it like a poor man's version of 2019 Lamar Jackson? Jalen Hurts last year. Um, that's I think that's close. Jalen Hurts. I think a little better than Jalen Hurts last year. Okay, so better than I mean that's not okay. Well, so I say a little better than Jalen Hurst. Jalen okay. Hurst got better as the year went on, but he didn't. He needs to Justin needs to do more. So in okay, so he's going to have like close to a three thousand one thousand season. I mean that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Okay, let's all right. Let's say he has a three thousand one thousand season. At that point, you are not. Nobody's even thinking about moving on if he runs for a thousand yards and throws passes for thirty five hundred or whatever. Right. I think. I think regardless, they probably still lose the first two games. We'll give him a win against Houston, a win at the Giants, 
Like if he's awesome, they're going to win those two games. They're two and two. I think they're three and three after at Minnesota and Washington at home. Three and four at at New England. If he's awesome, can they beat the Cowboys? Or do they lose at Dallas? They lose. They can, win, they can win that game. I mean, who knows what offensive line looks like? Okay, so they're three and four. We'll say four and four. They beat the Dolphins and the Lions at home. So that would be six and four. They, they win at Atlanta and at the Jets, right? If he's awesome. Definitely. That'd be eight and four. I think we give him a loss to the at the Cowboys, by the way. But Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Sure. And then do they beat the they lose the I think they still lose to the Packers at home. So eight and five. Philly at home after the bye, win or loss if Justin Fields is awesome. Uh, loss. Okay. Bills at home, loss, even if he's awesome. At Lions, Vikings at home. How do they close? Because they're eight and eight at that point. One and one. Oh, no, they're eight and seven at that point. Sorry. One and one. So nine and nine and eight is their ceiling if Justin Fields is awesome. That's, that feels like the, the, the absolute, best, like, if they go nine thing. and eight this year, Matt Eberflus is winning coach of the year. Yes. So bet that. Yeah. If, if you, I mean, look, that's, a, I think that's a long shot, even if he's like amazing. Which speaks less about him and more about everything around him. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if they go nine and eight, then Justin Fields, you just, you just, you draft some stuff around him next. And the Bears would have, would, and again, like, but if, you know, if they go, if they go four and 13, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they, and they have the top overall pick, or they go three and 14, it's not that crazy that they would look at the draft and maybe think about taking somebody else. Yeah. I, I'm not willing to go that far. I'm not willing it's to go that different, It's just a different regime and a different head coach. Like that's the, like the whole thing has been turned But here's up. what you won't say. If the Jaguars and Doug win four football games, they're not looking to move on from Trevor Lawrence next year. No. Yeah, so why is Justin Herbert any different? Justin well, Fields. Yeah, exactly. I only have eyes for one Justin, but right, Justin Fields. Well, I mean, Justin. I think Lawrence is a little different than Justin Fields. Why? First overall pick. Yeah. I mean, the Bears traded up to get Fields. They if gave you, up if you suck, a lot you of capital stop. to get him. Yeah, I mean, why would they sit on him if they think he's not the guy? That's my point. Oh, because okay, I just, <laughs> good <just> one. <laughs> All right, what does the Hindu eighty one want to talk, ask you? Um, he wants to ask. <laughs> hey guys, not <laughs> Hindu eighty one on Twitter. Hey guys, not too long of a listener, but a big fan. Thank you for jumping on board the Pick Six bandwagon. Looking forward to the start of the NFL season. I'm a longtime Bills fan. My question, if the Bills make it to the Super Bowl and lose, is the season a success or a failure? What about a loss in the AFC Championship game? Thanks. This is a really good question. Let me ask Breach this. Was last year's season a success or failure for the Bengals, in your opinion? Uh, for the Bengals? Yeah. It was a all-around success, a 1,000% success. Even winning one play after the Titans game, it was considered success probably, right? After the Raiders game. It was a success. Oh, right. The Raiders game. Sorry. Winning right. the, 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 beating the Chiefs in December and winning the division was almost a success. But if they would have lost a playoff game. So after they beat the Raiders, I consider it a successful season. So I think any team, ex except for maybe the undefeated Patriots getting the Super Bowl and losing, maybe the Chiefs the, the last time they lost against the, the Buccaneers, maybe it's, a, it's, a, it's an upset. But I think if the Bills get the Super Bowl and lose, it's going to be a huge disappointment. But the reality is maybe – still considered a success for being trying, trying to be sort of analytical about it. Well, the, the Bengals is just different though, because the Bengals, 
you're just. I just want to get one perspective of a team that's sort of it, not in the same place the Bills are right now. I think I think uh, Bills the Bills losing to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game would be a pretty disappointing outcome for Buffalo fans. It was. Let me ask you this: Was that a failure last year? Then I think the way they lost made it a failure. I think I think the they took a step, I think they took a step forward by having. Well, they weren't in the AFC Championship game though. I guess go. <laughs> But I think if they had I, lost I, I that game, last year, nothing, I think last year was a disappointment. There's gonna right. be, be different things. If they had lost that game forty to nothing, the season would have been thought a success. That they lost the way they did, I think the season almost ultimately felt like a failure because they should have gotten to the AFC Championship game. And then you know, all Bills fans are saying, "Well, the, the Bengals or the Bengals were definitely going to the Super Bowl," and you have that conversation. I, I think the I think Bills fans are looking at this as this is such a window of opportunity for them. Right. That's what we've been talking about expectations the whole time. And I wonder how much that weighs into it. I think anything short of a Super Bowl appearance is a failure. Is that fair? I think I agree with that. Because if yeah, you get to the I mean, AFC title, you're the Super Bowl favorite. You have the, probably the best roster in the AFC. And if you only make it to the AFC title game, you've already been to the AFC title game. You did that in 2020. You blew it last year with the 13 seconds. And so I think that if you don't get to the Super Bowl, that and you can lose the Super Bowl and still consider it a success, but you have yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. I think that's they right. can't lose to the Chiefs in the playoffs. How about that? Yes, that's they true can't too. lose in the playoffs. No, no, no. You can lose, like if yeah, that would be disappointing to lose in the playoffs. But like if it feels like they really need to get past like when when you take over the Bills, like Sean McDermott did, there's two obstacles in your way that you have to sort of take care of in order they, to they took care of one of them. The Patriots, they dethroned the Patriots. They now run the AFC East. The Panthers too. And, yeah, the next step, yeah, they pants them. The next step is to get past the Chiefs. And I don't think that it's not easy to do, you know, like did they beat them in the regular season last year handily? I can't remember. Or did that not happen? Handily, but I think they That was the did. that was the Bengals. The yeah, yeah that was the, the the Bills rolled the Chiefs okay. in the regular yeah. season. Last I thought year. that was they did. Okay. Yeah. Right. So um, right, so that's halfway there. So the, again, re, to your point, yeah, you can't lose to the Chiefs in the playoffs. But I think the other point is that you can't lose to anyone in the playoffs unless you're in the Super Bowl. Otherwise, it's it's a it's a failure of a season or maybe better. Push I just don't know if it's like it's like failure necessarily. Disappointment. I was going to say disappointment. Yeah, it's a disappointment. Yeah, like there's just a lot of pathways for the Bills to. Oh boy. Well, you could just you could you could get the number one. <laughs> I mean, if the playoffs can get really random, is all I'm saying. Well, let me put it to you this way: if the what other team is in the same conversation as the Bills that should they lose in the in the conference championship game, their season is considered a failure slash disappointment? I think the Bills are at the top of that list. Even the Chiefs, because now they're they're sort of not rebuilding, but without Tyreek Hill, questions on defense with young players, so on and so forth. I don't think there's any other team. The rate the excuse me, the the Packers routinely don't make it to the Super Bowl. So it would just be another another year of, of coming up short. I think the Bills are the only team. I think that the Packers, you could say anything short of a Super Bowl is a disappointing yeah, think, season. Yeah, I think the Packers, yeah, qualify as well. You think? Yeah. They've yes. been disappointing for a lot, uh, a lot they, recently. They're quite disappointing. I mean, <laughs> okay. Now that's a good question. So I think Breach and I agree, and, and Brinson is, is a little more lenient in terms of what. Uh, I just, I just think that sometimes you can get, you can be, uh, they can go 14 and three, be the number one seed, make it to the playoffs, and you just get an unlucky draw against it, like a, like, well, that's a failure. What's that? That's a failure, right? Like last year's I, Titans I think, team. I think, I think the Bills would internally tell you that anything less of a of winning the Super Bowl is a disappointing season. 
but would you agree that the Titans last year, the team that won the division, had 12 wins? That's a huge disappointing, a huge failure of a season, the way they finished. It's Losing. A, it doesn't make the season a failure. It makes it a disappointing close of the season. And Bruce, that's all that matters that is, ultimately is, what, is what happens at the end of the season. I'm just saying that I don't think – I think if the Bills don't make the Super Bowl, people will be like – people say it's a very disappointing season. Breach, do you think the Titans had a failure of a season last year with the way it ended? And it I think up? that Titans fans were upset with the way the season ended. <laughs> okay. Yeah, failure is a, a strong word, but that's the word that the Hindu 81 used. But I think disappointment – somewhere between failure and disappointment might be a better word. Yeah, right in the middle. I think, I think that's failure, a corner of failure and disappointment. Failure yeah. is a tough one because it's like, how can you be a failure if you if you win fourteen or fifteen games and then, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a. Sounds like we've uh, triggered the NC State fan breach. <laughs> oh God, man! <laughs> I mean, I think you could. I mean, I think you could like. If they lose uh, in the first round of the playoffs, the first playoff game they play, then it's. That's what the Titans did. Titans did that. You just can't lose to the Chiefs. How about that? Yeah, I think you have to get the Super Bowl. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's probably all right. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think if they don't go to the Super Bowl, it'll be like, uh, what are we doing here? Okay. All right. At Stub67 has a question. Oh, boy. At Stub67 from Twitter says, which team has the quote unquote best player roster, excluding coaches, et cetera? Interesting. I think you say that when you want the answer to be the Cowboys. Oh, up high, down hard. But, uh, I mean, is it not the Bills? Like, I God, the Bills are stacked, dude. The Bills are the Chargers? Chargers are in there? I, I think they're both ahead of the Chiefs for me. Breach, who do you want to say? I mean, I would put who you guys just said at the top of the list. I do think you could make an argument for maybe Tampa Bay. I mean, I know that mm. we've all the problems. that It's literally left guard and center. So there's two spots. But other than that, I mean, they're they're pretty stacked. And then obviously, think... two key spots in the offensive line is not where you want to have. What about get tired of the injuries of the offensive line? I mean, definitely. what about San Francisco or the Raiders? Or would you put either of those in the conversation for top? Raiders? I love the Raiders. You can have one in the division. No, most complete. You talk about the Las Vegas Raiders, the ones with Derek Carr. That that team are the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, what, what what is it that you love about the Raiders secondary? Uh, let me see who's on there first. Uh, Rocky Sin, I don't love. Nate Hobbs is okay. I, mean, I don't think the Raiders are in the discussion for most complete roster. No, they're not. I try to sell myself on Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels, who I still I love. I think, I think the Chargers have a very good argument for it. What about the 49ers, though? The quarterback is the biggest concern. I think everything else is probably um, comparable in terms of... Quarterback's a huge concern, though. I mean, yeah. that's... All right, here's one for you guys. I don't, I don't want to be uh, sound biased, but how about the Cincinnati Bengals? I was waiting for that. Yeah. Um, well, mm-hmm. they're they're starting a rookie in the offensive line because Jackson. Uh, Car- I mean, I Jackson think you, can make the, you can definitely make the case that the Bengals have a like, um, like a very good defensive team across the board. I mean, Eli Apple's a starting cornerback for each. The question is: The question is the offensive line. Is the offensive line good enough to put the Bengals in that conversation? This offensive line is two hundred percent better than they were a year ago, even with Cordell Volson starting. I think that's that's a huge part of the the success. Uh, defense is actually really good. I, I do. Eli Apple's a concern. I mean, Uzi is good. He's not great though. Breach. I think you would agree with that. Like he's solid, right? 
I think he's above solid. I think he okay. is better than what the Bengals thought they were getting when they signed him. I think that's right. I agree with that. They do have Dax Hill and um, who I like coming out. Mike Hilton, the former Steeler, played pretty well last year. How's Von Bell been? Uh, Von Bell's good. He's been like <laughs> he's your veteran leader, man. That's the guy you need back there. And to have Jesse Bates too, obviously coming back on the franchise tag. Uh, I mean, they're set at safety. I think they're this. They're they're in the top five in terms of best teams, player teams. I think that's that's true. Do the Packers have a case here at all? Pete loves their defense. He's like, this is the best defense in the history of mankind. I think the issue is wide receiver. Um, Offensive lines is is good. I don't think it's great. Bakhtiari's coming back. Um, Tight end is is Tanyan. Maybe the tight ends don't matter. Mercedes Lewis, just because of the quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones is obviously really, really good. But uh, I think that the weakest part is the wide receiver. But maybe that doesn't matter because the quarterback is uh, will make up for it. Kicker is a huge concern on this Packers team, by the way. We don't talk about special teams nearly enough, according to Breach. But I, I would be concerned about Mason Crosby in December, January. As Brenton last while doing his his his, uh, his fantasy football draft. <laughs> I'm texting. I'm texting with my son. He likes to text me gifts. Uh... That's what Princeton says when he is doing fantasy football. Caught red, caught red heading it yet again. So yeah, no, I preach. I won't hate on you for the Bengals being there. Um, well, I actually would put the Bengals ahead of the Packers in terms of depth. What? Well, the wide receivers. Is not I brainwashed close. you. What just happened? What just happened? So yeah, the Bills, the Chargers, uh, the Bengals, the Packers, 49ers. The I Browns I have I, a case. No, they do not. Just because of the Browns. not as long as Jacoby Brissett is their starting quarterback. If you traded the Browns to any team in the league, they would they would be a top five team. But just because they were in the Browns outfit, <laughs> yeah, got, their roster is really good. You yeah, said. but we've been saying that for years. Every year they slap us in the face. What about the Ravens? Yeah. Ooh. What I mean, I think the Ravens pass catchers are kind of like people are dogging on them. It's like they, you got look, you got Mark Andrews, and then Rashad Bateman could have a. People are expecting a big year out of Rashad Bateman. I mean, I guess we'll see. Isaiah Likely, I think, is, is a more interesting. Isaiah Likely. Talk about. What? Yeah. Rashad Bateman? What are you talking about? No, in terms of uh, like breakout potential. Like, you just never. No, Rashad Bateman's much more likely to break out than Likely. All right. Clip it. All right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> the backup tight end is more likely to break out than the former first round pick. Who's you do understand that they, they play like three tight ends on the field almost all the time. Okay. We'll see. So you think Isaiah Likely has better numbers than Rashad Bateman? That's what you said. I didn't say that. What did you say? I said keep it on Isaiah Likely. <laughs> Outrageous. I like Rashad Bateman. I just that they don't feature those wide receivers. That's my concern in Baltimore. Fair. That is fair. Breach, I think we should take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll do a few more mailbag questions. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I got too much going on. <laughs> the at Ken Maestro on Twitter says Jordan Whitehead said the Jets have playmakers in every position group outside of the uncertainty that is Zach Wilson. Is, it, is that true? And are the Jets being underrated this year because they're the Jets? I okay. think they are being underrated. We did the podcast about the uh, the over-unders and the odds previously, and, and the Jets were at the bottom in terms of uh, where Caesars thinks they'll finish record-wise. Mm-hmm. Six and a half. I don't know what the official over-under is, but I'm going to say six and a half over-under wins. I'm, I'm banging the over Again, just like we talked about with um, Trey Lance, this all comes down to Zach Wilson, who may play week one, probably not. But um, otherwise, they have a lot of really good players. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims finally showed up in that final preseason game. Brees Hall we've talked about. Um, the offensive line, I think, will be better, even though they lost Mekhi Becton. They did sign Dwayne Brown. Um, the defense, Bre- uh, Brenton, you were talking about Carl Lawson coming back from injury. They, they drafted Jermaine Johnson. We'll see how he goes as, as a year one guy. Sauce Gardner, Breach Loves as a possible defense rookie of the year. Um, so I think there, there's an opportunity for this team to be certainly a lot better than folks for some reason are giving credit for. Over under six and a half. What are you doing? I would go over. but I Oh, there we go. Breach, you going to jump jump on board? Uh, I mean, I could see it. I could. I just don't trust Zach Wilson, though. I just, yeah, I'm, I agree. 0%. Trust him. Okay. That All right. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna give the. <laughs> I just feel like Robert Sala has to be different than all the other. Who was his predecessor? Was that Todd Bowles? Adam Gase, man. Adam Gase. Holy crap! I couldn't even remember who. Who was his predecessor? So it was Bowles and Gase, and now Robert Sala. I feel like Robert Sala. This is. He feels like he might have some answers to the the questions that no one. They've had, and then Rex Ryan and. Eric Mangini before that? I mean, Ryan would have two AFC championship games in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's that, true. That, that team it's had a great defense. Years and then never had a winning record in New York again. 2009. The real problem is, I mean, like, Gase, I obviously never, I mean, but, like, the problem has been these GMs haven't done a good job. The question is, is Joe Douglas going to do a good enough job um, that – That roster know. is good, man. Like, uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Michael Clemens, the rookie they drafted, had a really good – Really good. Uh, August John Franklin Myers is good. Quentin Williams we haven't even talked about. It, it, the, the issue is like it's almost, it, and this is unfair to Zach Wilson, but it it doesn't feel remotely easy to decide if Zach Wilson can take a leap forward. Yeah, no, that's right. And I don't even know. Like he definitely could. Let me ask you this, and I don't even know the answer. Like I don't have a good feeling about this. Will he have a better? Equal to or worse than career than Sam Darnold. Like I don't even know. I would say better. I mean, I just. I mean, it's hard to get worse than Sam Darnold. But do you feel great about that? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, no, but like, yeah, that's my point. Like, it's not like Trevor Lawrence. You would say 100 percent it's going to be better than Sam Darnold. Sure, yes. Justin Fields. I would even say, yeah, I think he'll he'll be better than Sam Darnold. Zach Wilson. I have no idea based on what I saw last year. You'd like to think so, but he has really, really bad games. Yeah, so th- that's that is the sticking point, and I hope he does well and so on and so forth. But that that is the the biggest question, more so than I think the Trey Lance, more so than I think the Justin Fields. Uh, it's Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just hard to get a, it's, it's, it's hard it's hard to get a grip on like or get a grasp on like how I feel about Zach Wilson. Yeah, 
So I'm banging six I like and a half. Upside, over. I like the upside of the the Jets. Um, it you know the Bills in the division, the Dolphins look like it's it's. It wouldn't be crazy if the Jets finishes the thir- second or third team. In that division. I was going to ask you, what are the odds they finish somewhere other than fourth? I, I don't know if you can. Well, just the Brinson odds. Um, I'll say second that they finish second first in the division is like like thirty to one for me. No, anywhere but fourth. What where are those? No, odds? Anywhere but fourth. Uh, plus two fifty. Yeah, that sounds about right. Would you take? I would it? probably take that. It just they, they yeah. do seem. I think it. I think it'd be better than the Patriots. Like that wouldn't be that crazy. God, the poor Patriots. Come on, Matt Jones. Uh, it just seems like they could sneak up on some yeah, people. I think so. But again, that comes that comes down to to Zach Wilson. Brent just fell out of his chair. Look at that. And oh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco in Week Jeez. One against the Ravens. Did you see Joe Flacco talking uh, on Jets TV about how his even his his kids think he thinks he he sucks as a player? <laughs> he was like telling right, us so the question was, but it was like the, the Jets have playmakers at every position group. Uh, Elijah let's, Moore. Let's examine, that, let's examine that and see if that is true. Elijah so, Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis. I think he's saying like every like. So it's undoubtedly true at the at the wide receiver position. Even if you just want to say Elijah Moore, yeah, like running back. They have Michael Carter and Brees Hall. I think check that. I think that qualifies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Quarterback's the question. We just talked about that, but they have Dwayne Brown. Is a playmaker. Yeah, but okay, let's put quarterback aside. Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, uh, Connor Govern, who's the offensive lineman count as playmakers? Let me ask you guys this. If the Jets traded for Jimmy Garoppolo right now, would you, could they win the, could they get in the playoffs? No. Yes. I know. <laughs> I would, I would move the six and a half up to, to I would have them as, I would have them as my number two team in that division. Woo! Okay. Well, there's your, there's your question. Okay. Um, Carl Lawson's a playmaker, he's healthy. Um, Quentin Williams is a playmaker on the inside. Yep. Soft Gardner, I think we'll agree he's a playmaker. Yeah, secondary um, definitely has playmakers. Yeah, safety. I mean, Jordan Whitehead, Lamar yeah, Joyner. Keep Jordan Whitehead. He's the one who said that they have playmakers yeah. in every position group. So yeah, I think that, like to sort of. The, I, think, I don't think that statement's false. Right to Breach's point, if you put the quarterback on there that you feel good about, then this team transforms. So I think yes. If you and again, the question said outside of the uncertainty that is Zach Wilson, is yeah. that true? And are the Jets being underrated this year because of the Jets? So yes, yes. I if, think yes, if yes. the Jets, if the Jets and Bills switch quarterbacks, who wins the division? The Jets. I mean, that's, that's you would, you, the Jets. Yeah, but I mean, you can say that about any team if you give them Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers or yeah, like, okay. I mean, if if Josh Allen was playing for the Falcons, do they win that division? They win nine games. They're the, they're they don't win the division. They won seven games last year with Matt Ryan getting blasted every other play. I they, might I, win the, they might win that division. It, it would be a possibility, yes. Yeah. All right. Great question. I'll let you pronounce um, this next name. Great yeah. question. Question of the year on the last mailbag, right? By the From, way, Earl, uh, our, Oh, quickly, let me ask you this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> are you betting UCL this year, Princeton, or are you not doing that? Yeah. Okay, some Paramount Plus. I don't know if you'd start it yet because today's is it started? Is the UCL started? Today's the first day. Oh dang! Didn't Chelsea just lose? Chelsea just lost. Erling Holland just scored for Man City. I'm watching that against Sevilla, so I didn't know if, if you were doing it. Anyway, watch on Paramount Plus. All right, go with go to the question. Um. Oh yeah, has there ever been a season where the first and the last games are played by the same two teams? That's a great question. Like this year, if the Super Bowl is the Bills, if the Super Bowl is Bills Rams, if not, how about a Super Bowl between the two teams who played each other Week One? Also, there's never been a, a Super Bowl with two bird teams in it, which is something I threw out on uh, Dave Damashek's podcast. That's a fact only I know. 
Um, I don't know. Breach says a lot about birds. I feel like he stole. Yeah, guess man. where Brinson stole that fact from? I knew it. Wilson. I knew. I knew it. Yep. Because uh, bird facts are. are I actually gave right. you credit for it, uh, Breach, and he Thanks, said, Wilson. and Shaq was like, "Whoa, that is kind of like in my wheelhouse of stuff we talk about." Um, Did you tell him I'm like, into and ornithology? And he's like, "I'm not <laughs> sure." He's like, "He's like, I, you know, I'd have to research it." He's like, "I don't." He's like, I don't know. He's like, I'll just take you on your word for it. I was like, well, in full disclosure, I didn't look either. I just took Breach at his word for it. Can you imagine oh, yeah. having a conversation with someone and say, oh, by the way, did you know that Breach is in the ornithology? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> my little glasses. I go out and look at birds. Uh, it's great. Yeah, that's what you're doing with your glasses. Uh, Looking at something. Yeah. Um, so what's the answer to this question, Breach? Um, the answer to this question is since the NFL kickoff game started in 2002, it hasn't happened because, uh, this is only like the third time there's been an opening game that is an AFC team versus an NFC team. So really it's been pretty much impossible. Um, you had Broncos Panthers in 2016, but that was a Super Bowl rematch. Same game from whatever, seven months earlier. Yeah. And then you had Colt Saints in 2007 that actually was two years early, but ended up being the Super Bowl in 2009. But before that, there was no distinguished kickoff game. So, there, you know, the first game was Sunday at 1 p.m. So there was no, quote unquote, first game of the season because you had eight games kicking off at the same time. Yeah. So the week one thing has probably happened, but we'd have to, I mean, if you just, if you just go back far enough, you know, like, um, but I don't know for sure. But the, the the first and the first matchup of the year has never happened before. I think the two thousand nine Titan. I don't remember that Titan Steelers game. That was the Big Ben got suspended the twenty ten season to begin that. So, Kerry Collins was probably the quarterback. Fun. All right. Oh wait, hold on. Let's see. Oh boy. Um. Oh wait, no, that's not helpful. I thought I had a. I thought at 1970. Oh gosh, even I wasn't alive for that. Yeah. So 1970 was. Oh, technically, was that even a Super Bowl, or is that just AFL, NFL? Yeah, no, it was Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. Um, no, but the, the the week one matchup has never happened. It is a. There's a decent chance that it happens this year. How about the fact that we're on this heater of two straight years? where a quarterback has changed teams and won the Super Bowl in his first season and two straight years where the winning team played in their own home stadium. Like, that's crazy. That, like, that, that stuff never happened, and now it happened two years in a row. Cliff Kingsbury, got some bad news for you. All right, and here's my question then, since you just brought those up. What has a better chance of getting the three years in a row? The home team winning the Super Bowl or nope. a quarterback switching teams and winning Super Bowl with their new team? Yep. Well, the odds tell you very easily that it is the new quarterback because you have a lot more new quarterbacks and you just, it's just like one of the Cardinals odds, right? And breach has already said that he's got Russell, Win- Russell, you got Russell with the Broncos. You got Matt Ryan with the Colts. That's why breach is all over these. Mitch teams. Trubisky with the Steelers. All over it. Mitch Trubisky with the Steelers. You have um, Carson Wentz with the commanders. Why are you laughing? <laughs> You're laughing. I wasn't laughing. Um, All right. Last question. Let's go. Um, Zach Mitchell 97 has a question. Okay. Zach Mitchell 97. If every division had to make a Pro Bowl roster, which division would be at the top and which division would be at the bottom? So the the worst team, the worst division, I think, is the AFC South, but would they have the worst team of these of this eight team league? Yes. Um 
Stays your quarterback's away. Matt Ryan. I would go with Trevor Lawrence for sure. Yeah, okay, your quarterback's you Trevor Lawrence. Offensive line. You have a really good offensive line. Laramie Tunsil, Quentin Nelson. Now, let's do this first. Let, let's just pick the quarterbacks out of each division and go from there. So the AFC East Buffalo, uh, excuse me, the, the Josh Allen, right? Yep. Are you taking Lamar or Joe Burrow? I'm taking Lamar, but if Breach wants us to take Burrow, I don't care. Who are you taking, Breach? We are you take? taking Joe Burrow. Um, I'm fine with Burrow. Burrow's stuck. All right, let's do Burrow. That's fine. Uh, Matt Ryan in the South. In the West, good Lord. I guess you have to take Mahomes. I mean, I would, Justin Herbert, I would. See, the problem with the West is you're like, oh, the West is so stacked, and you probably do end up with the best overall roster, but like you need to trade some players. But you're having to get rid of like like you have to cut three of the 15 best quarterbacks in football. <laughs> but you have Patrick Mahomes throwing to Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey. Like you just have a loaded and you have like Sean Slater. You have all right. So that, line. Yeah. that's the best team. That's the best team without without a doubt. All right. In the East, you have defensively like you have to get rid of like. One of Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, Joey Bosa, Khalil, Khalil Mack. Mack. I guess you can keep all on there in theory. Um, you didn't mention Bradley Chubb. Disrespectful. Yeah, Bradley Chubb, Chris Jones. I mean, there's NFC East. Who, who's is it? It's Dak. Sorry, I, I forgot to go down to the, the Cowboys. Dak, and then Aaron Rodgers, and then wow. Oh, Tom Brady. Excuse me. In the South, and then. Trey Lance um, or Matthew Stafford. I, mean, I think I would take Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Okay, so I think the AFC West is clear cut number one. Um, number two. Oh boy, so the AFC North? No, it's AFC East, right? In terms of the quarterback, or just the just the the the, the eight eight league team that we now have. Well, so, all right, so let's think about the offense for the AFC East is. Stop Josh Diggs. Allen thrown to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Oh my God! Um, this is running Davis, that is nasty. Yeah. So and then did you throw Elijah Moore on there too out of the slot? I mean, this is pretty low. Yeah, just make up the team of Bills. Is the and offensive like, line good enough of the AFC East? That would be my one concern. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, because you have. I think the AFC North offensive line is probably better. And you have all you have all the field. Cleveland guys. You have. You know, Ronnie Stanley, if he's healthy. Yeah, but you still have Josh Allen, those playmakers. The the AFC North wide receivers are going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow. The defense will be yeah, really – a tight end. The defense will be, I mean, insanely good. That's the only time the Steelers can contribute. I think I'm going AFC North second. For each or you, AFC North or AFC East second behind the AFC West? There's more uh, North. Okay, yeah. that's fine. And then AFC East and then um, – is, is it AFC East definitely – a third? I don't. I think. I mean, like, I get that Josh Allen puts you up there, but I don't know that. Uh, let's see. Oh, what about the NFC? So you have Dak under center. Yep. You have C. Brown, Ceedee Lamb. Yes. Oh, yeah. You have Ceedee uh, Lamb and Devonta Dallas Goddard, Dalton Schultz, two tight end offense. You have uh, Scary Terry. Yeah. Um. You have Saquon if you want to use him or Zeke, whatever your choice is there. I think the the NFC West, by the way, is better than is probably the third best. Could be. Uh, this is incredibly difficult. I think the the you best- got Stafford, Cooper Cup. You got the Hopkins when he comes back. Um, you know, you have the you know the 49ers offensive line. The Seahawks have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to offer you. I mean, like that's you got you got a lot of options. Feels like defensively that that's you got Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey, like it feels like defensively that might be the third best overall team or overall division. Yeah. But the issue is how good is how much does a good defense stop Hall of Fame playmakers in today's NFL? 
I'm just saying, like, you want a balanced team, and I'm I think the NFC North or the NFC West is better than the AFC East. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, uh, you're not going to get a. It, it's close. I think the thing for me is the AFC West is the best. The AFC South is the worst. Um, is the NFC South like secretly better than people give it credit for? Because you have Brady in that you can like you have some good offensive linemen, and you can pull you know whether it's DJ Moore, um, Michael Thomas, you know, Kyle Pitts. This feels like team number seven. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. <laughs> This is like the Chris Godwin might even play in week one. He's in. Are, yeah. are we going is, by is current the health? Worse in the, or why is the NFC North that much? I guess they, they have just <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers gets gets wide receivers from the other teams. We get Tom Brady gets wide receivers. I mean, like yeah. whole, you get Justin Jefferson and like that's cat and Amaron St. Brown. I mean, it's not like they're. Are you going to get Darnell Mooney? Are you serious? I, mean, I like Darnell Mooney, but I mean, it's not like you're pulling like I mean Justin uh, Jefferson, Jalen Rager. <laughs> um Jaylen i'm ross a brown uh you get hawk you get hawkinson you get Komet. you get aaron jones is already there you get um really alvin cook the hawk the the, the Komet angle oh I, I was making fun of the bears for being terrible and prisco and hassel were saying that's disrespectful to Dar- to, to mooney and Komet. i was like all right so i mean they're they're yeah i mean like but that's like you don't want them to be your number ones no of course not I don't know. I think if you give Aaron Rodgers a couple of receivers over what he has, he automatically. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, all right. So, so what's so it's either AFC South or AFC South definitely last for me. Yes, like, there's no argument. It's like easy. It feels. I easy. mean, who else is in the conversation for that? There's that's no one. Else. It's either the AFC East. No, the it's NFC Allen. Okay. And you have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and Steph Dix. How's that? A, a You're just naming like fantasy stars. Like you need to have to build. Yeah, like, but they, they're fantasy stars because it turns out they're really good football players. I know that, but I'm saying like you have to build out a full team. Okay, but for the purposes of the podcast, we don't have that opportunity. But I, I can fill in the blanks and feel comfortable with what we just talked right. about. The Jets being a Super Bowl contender. Just put all the Jets on the team with Josh Allen. I mean, it's pretty. I think it's pretty fair to say that like the the AFC South is the worst Pro Bowl roster. <laughs> okay. Yes. That's what we're yeah. trying to get. We're trying to answer the question here. Okay, well, yeah, you agree with me a breach. AFC West is the best. So we talked about all the middle. This guy just wanted to know which one would be the top and which one would be the bottom. AFC West, AFC South. We dug through the middle. Yeah. You have to, you have to clear up the middle to get to the top and bottom. Uh, Molly P asked in the chat, who would be your coaches for each of those? That's a good one. So um, you have to go Belichick still in the AFC East, right? Oh, that's like an Andy Reid was the first one that popped in my mind. So I'm going division by division. So AFC East, Belichick. All right, who's AFC North? Oh. I know. Is anyone taking ball. Zach Taylor? Uh, no. <laughs> we, we should try and pretend that you would. No, I, I think it's still a tough debate between Tomlin and Harbaugh. No, it's yeah, not, it's not Zach Taylor. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, no, that's fine. It's no, between it's those two guys. Not, it's not Zach Taylor. I'm fine with. But it. I don't think it's an easy answer. It's not. I'll it's go not. with Tomlin. It's Harbaugh or Tomlin, right? Yeah, I'll take Tomlin, but I'm I'm fine with you guys going the other direction. I'll, I'll take Harbaugh, Harbaugh special teams guy. You, plus, you need somebody who can actually beat Bill Belichick. Oh, down hard. AFC what? South is actually incredibly tough. Frank Reich? Vrabel? Well, I'm, going Vrabel? Vrabel? I'm going Vrabel. What? I'm going Vrabel. No, I'm going Vrabel. I'm going Vrabel. I love Vrabel. All right. I'm going to go Doug. Okay. Doug. AFC West. Uh, I mean, we're all taking Andy Reid. Brandon Staley, duh. All right. Uh, Andy Reid. AFC, AFC East, obviously, Mike McCarthy. My God. Oh, my God. Is the answer Nick Sirianni? I think it might Ron be. Ron Rivera? No. Uh-uh. I think it's Nick Sirianni. It's either Nick Sirianni or Brian Dable. That's wild. It's Brian Dable because he has no track record and everybody else. Uh, Debo, any comment on Nick Sirianni being the 
the number one coach in the NFC East? Is he the wait, hold on. We've come a long way since uh right, baby. twelve months ago. He's yeah. the third longest tenured head coach in the in his own division. He's the best coach. So By the way, I, I'm taking right. I'm taking Dan Campbell in NFC North. I, I am not I'll I remain take, un, I will take Matt LaFleur, but I remain unsold on Matt LaFleur. <laughs> wait, you were taking Dan Campbell in the north. Don't yeah. fall for that breach. It's, it's, it's Matt LaFleur. He's trolling you. We don't know. Do we know if he's a good coach in much the same way? Do we know he's Zach won Taylor? 13 games three straight years. You sound like me two years ago. Like After the first time he won 13 39 games? and 10 in his career. Like, he's just a good coach. Why? Who won? Who, I'm who not won putting him in, in the great echelon. I don't think he's. Mike McCarthy didn't win games with Aaron Rodgers. Not at the end because Aaron Rodgers was, was pulling a Brinson and torpedoing him on purpose. God, I love a good torpedo. Uh, okay. So I'm just sort of half kidding, but. Um, I do like Dan Campbell. NFC South. Well, the Will Four family is NFC insulted. South, obviously, the answer is Matt Rule. Actually, NFC South is tough. Oh, my God. Matt Rule is the longest tenured head coach in the NFC South. That is nuts. I mean, both Todd Bowles and Dennis Allen have coached previously. I'm um, taking Dennis Allen, I think. Ugh. Yeah. I'm Todd Bowles or Dennis Allen. I, I, oh, my God. Who is the, There's no coach. I think you go coach list. You let Brady coach the Brady's team. Brady's a coach, yeah. Brady's the coach. Player yeah, coach. Too. It's like, would it be like if Brady was like calling offensive players for the Dolphins against Belichick in week one? Like to, there would be somebody who would defend like his like it's his freedom to do that. Like well, know, the thing is, Todd Bowles and Dennis Allen are both defensive guys, so you make them co-defense coordinators and let Brady coach the offense. No, then what you do is you trade one of the NFC West guys that we don't pick to the uh, NFC South. Yeah, yeah, the NFC West is tough. I mean, I the answer is McVeigh at this point. This oh, I'm taking Shanahan, and I'm taking Shanahan because McVeigh does not care about timeouts and just burns through them like a crazy person. And he, he wins Super Bowls by doing it. not great on like the fourth down stuff either. He's what about Pete Carroll? He's uh, been to two Super Bowls. Yeah, he's that's right. Well, that's right. Breach Actually, he's been to three Super Bowls. Seahawks no. don't even want Pete Carroll. <laughs> Breach wants him. Yeah. Okay, fine. No I'm one going to Cliff I'm going, so. I'm going. I'm going Shanahan too. Um. All right. Let's. That's. That's enough. I got. Well, something. real quick, while you guys started that question, I was looking up to see what's the earliest to. You know, obviously, could Week One turn into a Super Bowl preview? The earliest two Super Bowl teams have ever faced off in a season is week two. So there's never been a week one game that ended up being a preview of the Super Bowl. Happened 1985. Bears Patriots played in week two, played in the Super Bowl. 1993. You actually found the answer to that. That was great. How'd you, how'd, how, did you, how'd you do that? Who knows? Because I have a list of all the games that have been Super Bowl rematches. And then I just went to one of the team schedules. Um, and then Cowboys Bills played in week two in 1993. But there's never Wait, been. Is your, is your full name Jonathan? Is it just John? Just John. That's JJ. Just John. That's a made-up name. That's why he doesn't have a John. full name. What's your? But full I name? John. But I spell it J A A H N. Jan. John. John Doe Breach. All right. That'll do it for the mailbag. Or the sorry, the final it, preseason. I had to answer it because it was the final mailbag. Yeah, We've got to get our answer. Fair enough. It's just do the mailbag noise, but whatever. Mailbag. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure and check out tomorrow's show on the future awards markets that we, the bets that we make. And of course, Thursday Thursday is football. Ah! Football. We also have a Brady Quinn podcast in there too. Don't forget that the return of the Brady Quinn football show. Do we schedule schedule the time on that? Hit you up. Okay. (laughs) I got a, I got a thing in the morning. I got to deal with. Ghibli. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Wilson, for Breach, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.